Hello everyone and welcome to IEJ podcast Mapping the Energy Future. My name is Kana Sato, senior researcher at JIME of IEJ and will be your partner for today's program. Today's program is energy transition and importance of industrial policy. Let me welcome Dr. Ken Koyama a Senior Managing Director and Chief Economist of IEJ, the Institute of Energy Economics Japan. Well, when I heard the topic, I felt the energy transition and the industrial policy, I I felt like the gap between them. But uh, maybe because of that, I would like to start off by our conversation by asking you the importance of the energy transition. Okay. Uh, decarbonization or carbon neutrality initiative are the key challenge to prevent global warming and conserve our environment. Uh, every country in the world is required to make maximum effort to prevent the various serious climate change problems, including frequent global extreme climate and weather disaster, adverse impact on agriculture and food production, and sea level rise and finally to protect the survival of mankind. In 2020, major countries around the world announced the carbon neutrality goal one after another, accelerating the carbon uh, neutrality trend. As the Ukraine crisis has made energy security a top urgent priority, short-term crisis response measures uh, such as a comeback to coal utilization taken in many countries had a negative impact on climate change prevention due to its higher CO2 emission. But from the mid-term and long-term perspective, simultaneous pursuit of decarbonization and energy security enhancement has been recognized as significant again. Meanwhile, Decarbonization remains a very tough challenge. Given the fact that world, including developed countries, depend on fossil fuel for some 80%, in some cases more than that, of total energy supply, and that related energy infrastructure and supply chain are long-life or legacy assets. Revolutionary change may be required to achieve global carbon neutrality by 2050. This challenge is, of course, very, very tough, even for developed countries like Japan, EU, and the United States. But I do believe it is more difficult and challenging for developing countries. At the same time, we all Note that there are basic prescriptions or basic approach to address decarbonization. The prescription calls for promoting energy conservation to the maximum extent, for accelerating the use of renewable energy, nuclear and other non-fossil energy sources, for decarbonizing fossil fuel utilization and for promoting electrification while uh, maximizing the the zero emission power generation. But this or these prescriptions alone is not sufficient. 
contribution for, from the innovation such as CO2-free hydrogen ammonia use or negative emission technologies such as direct air captures are indispensable. The world is now attempting to enhance effort to tackle the TAF challenge. I see. So both developed and developing countries have to face and go through the tough ways mm. to meet the carbon neutrality goals. But um, how about the impact on economy or the industrial sector? The revolutionary structural change in energy supply demand and the energy transition toward carbon neutrality will exert a very significant impact on economy, industry and society. Thus, we need to pay attention to the relation between energy transition and economic growth or industrial development. And in this respect, that I'd like to highlight the importance of the case of EU Green Deal. That the EU in 2019 has concluded that clean energy investment towards the 2050 carbon neutrality goal will contribute to preventing climate change and drive a long-term growth strategy for EU. Investment in climate change prevention is positioned to produce new economic growth and achieve long-term growth in Europe. And interestingly, COVID-19 outbreak as a pandemic in 2020, the EU additionally positioned clean energy investment to contribute not only to long-term growth, but also the economic reconstruction from the COVID-19 disaster. This extremely smart EU strategy uh, paves the way for other countries to follow up this similar approach. I see. So with Europe's example, decarbonization is not only good for the environment, but also help the economy rebound after the widespread of the COVID-19. But what are there any, uh, are there any downsides? How about the cost effectiveness? Both. And we need to understand the possible flip side of the uh, very strong effort to reduce GHG emission. EU, for example, there has been a concern that if climate change countermeasures are enhanced further, it will increase the needed cost for uh, EU industries, in particular the manufacturing industries, damaging their international competitiveness. EU thus divides a carbon border adjustment mechanism, CBAM, to protect the EU industries and prevent industrial outflow and carbon leakage by imposing some kind of charges on import of manufactured goods from countries that fail to implement the climate change countermeasures equivalent to those in the EU. In this way, EU has planned a defensive industry policy in some sense to address problems that may arise when decarbonization is promoted. Okay, so since you mentioned the defensive policy, yeah. are there offensive policies or measures taken by the other part of the world? Uh, yes. 
And a typical example of offensive policy can be seen in the case of U.S. Inflation Reduction Act, IRA. In 2022, the United States enacted the IRA. Uh, because of the time constraint, I don't get into the detail about the act. But in summary, the IRA attempt to promote a clean energy investment with 369 billion U.S. dollar in fiscal support, in mainly in the form of tax credit. The size, the detailed guideline, and flexibility of fiscal support are highly attractive for the business community, having remarkable impact. And fiscal support under the Act is predicted to stimulate investment in the United States and attract investment from European countries and other countries, including Asian countries. And clean energy investment expansion under the IRA is expected to contribute to decarbonization as well as to vitalize the U.S. economy and industry and increase in employment in the United States. These big impacts have led the EU to worry about seriously the outflow of European companies to the United States. It sounds like kind of a tit for tat between the EU mm. and the U.S. But um, did EU took any measures to prevent companies going out from the EU? Exactly. The coming next in the EU was the Green Deal Industrial Plan announced in February this year and Net Zero Industry Act proposed by the European Commission in March this year as a key pillar of the plan. The proposed act, Net Zero Industry Act for Carbon Neutrality, is designed to promote the EU production of key technology and component and goods and attract investment in such production by giving priority to so-called net zero strategic project. The project that will be benefit from shorter permitting timeline and streamlined administrative procedures. The act will be materialized through coordination and deliberation at the EU Council and European Parliament in the, few, in the coming months. In a sense, these European initiatives can be interpreted to counter the U.S. IRA. Having heard about EU and the U.S., how about Japanese government policy? Are we thinking, is the government considering any kind of act? Yes, of course. And under these circumstances, a Green Transformation Promotion Bill is under discussion at Japan's National Diet. Japan is to required to promote energy transition in pursuit of carbon neutrality in 2050. The challenge is how to promote investment in various clean energy technology that is indispensable for energy transition for Japan. To promote green transformation, we call it GX, the government is required to materialize the GX roadmap discussed at the GX Implementation Council. The GX roadmap envisages a total of 150 trillion yen in investment. The government will invest 20 trillion yen over 10 years fast to induce 130 trillion yen in private sector investment. 
a growth-oriented carbon pricing framework has been proposed to raise financial resources for 20 trillion yen in government investment. Government plans to issue GX transition bond to back up the investment. Annual government investment is projected at 2 trillion yen per annum. This large-scale investment is comparable to those in US IRA, which is uh, calculated at around 5 trillion yen in annual investment if we consider the difference in the size of GDP in US and Japan. Again, the key point is how to materialize the clean energy investment. A detailed investment design with clear, reliable, and transparent guideline that is comparable to the t in US IRA, and finally, the attractiveness of business holds the key to the future. With significant amount of government support, um, I understood the commitment of Japanese governments to promote the green transition, which is called GX. Well, at the same time, I am a bit worried about the competition between the government arising. Mm. Yes, and uh, as we discussed, uh, how to secure economic growth and maintain and develop the industry sector amid the promotion of decarbonization uh, has become extremely important issues for the entire world, in particular, in developed country as of now. The issue indicate both positive contribution to growth and the risk of excessive nationalistic or me-first approach with narrowly-minded or uh, inward-looking approach. This is likely to become one of the key issues involving the future decarbonization initiative and should be watched closely. Thank you very much. Um, thank you for sharing us the latest situation and your thoughts on decarbonization as well as the policies and risks for enhancing its measures. See you until the next time. Thank you, Kana, and see you next time. Thank you to the listeners for joining IEJ podcast, Mapping the Energy Future. If you enjoyed the program, please follow us on the podcast. For more detailed and insightful information, please visit our website. Goodbye for now.